educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the exciting Wednesday edition of the show. My goodness, if this town is, uh, if, if, if there's been more energy in this town uh, in recent uh, months, I don't know when it would be because it's, uh, it's volleyball day in Nebraska and uh, right here in Lincoln, America. And uh, I was downtown today and uh, man, the crowds are just, it's great. You know, it's, uh, and it's a different crowd uh, than the, uh, football crowd i think it's a younger crowd i mean you think about it all of the uh, people from across the state who are volleyball fans who who you know a lot of those people maybe maybe don't get to come to uh, husker football games and so anyway it's an exciting day to be in lincoln and we're so happy that you chose to take us along on your ride home or or maybe you're at the stadium but we're going to check in in just a minute with the stadium and uh and uh with John Mabry, uh, author of uh, a new book about Nebraska volleyball. But uh, it is Wednesday, August 30th, 509, uh, here on uh, 1499.3 KLIN. Remember, if you miss any of the live version, you can always catch us any time you like on your favorite podcast platform. and uh, Or you can just go to KLIN.com, scroll down on the Dan Parsons page, and find the episode you're looking for. Well, before we go any further, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. I have one question and one statement, Dan. Yes, sir. Oh, kind of two statements. But my question is, so is it not ideal to be wearing a wrestling shirt today then? Well, with the big volleyball game, you know, you know. What, uh, did I miss a memo somewhere? <laughs> everybody is wearing. Yeah, I, I did wear my Husker gear. Oh, so today. you got your Husker red on, and I, I'm wearing a, one of my finest wrestling shirts. Yeah, no, you're fine, my man. But uh, my uh, statement is: there's two statements. Number one, as always, ready to have another yet another Dan good time here today. Yes. Should be a good show. Yes. Um, and number two, I'd like to wish a happy birthday and shout out to your. Guest or your fill-in host when you're gone, Doug Fitzgerald. Oh, this is his birthday right. today. I did see that. So happy birthday, on, Doug! On the social medias, happy birthday, Doug Fitzgerald. One shot. Appreciate that. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, and uh, uh, we encourage you to follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook page. I've been pretty active on there today, promoting the show and uh, talking about all kinds of news uh, breaking here in Lincoln this afternoon and today. And uh, we may get to that uh, a little bit later here. Here in the show, but I wanted to uh, kick off this show because it is Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Uh, I'm just really thrilled to welcome onto the program uh, John Mabry. Uh, John is uh, live from Memorial Stadium, and uh, John is, uh, of course, the author of a new book uh, about Nebraska volleyball. <clears throat> and uh, his book, Nebraska Volleyball The Origin Story, is available in all of your local bookstores, and I assume online. But, John, if you're with me, uh, welcome aboard to the Dan Parsons Show. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's a big day. It is a big day, and congratulations on your book. My goodness, the timing is perfect for the biggest volleyball day in Nebraska history. Uh, As uh, Husker Athletic Director Trev Alberts uh, uh, predicted, uh, the total attendance will approach 95,000 fans. Uh, almost 5,000 more than the largest women's sporting event uh, in history. So, uh, yeah. so, so what, what's, 
So what's the setting, John? What's it like? And I know you're off in a quiet corner, so uh, so we can do this interview. But uh, what's it been like down there this afternoon? No, it's incredible. I mean, it, it is like a football Saturday downtown. And uh, so far, you know, yes, there's some traffic and there's some lines, what have you. But <laughs> everybody's really having a great time, I think, down here. And so it's just amazing to think about uh you know, um, when there was just 50 people at Maybelline Hall watching uh, Nebraska play volleyball in the early 70s, and there's going to be 95,000 here at the stadium uh, tonight. It's just amazing. Yeah, it is. For those of you who uh, who follow John and his work, uh, John was the sports editor for the Lincoln Journal Star back uh, from '97 to 2007. You had darn good run, John, and uh, and during that time, you helped cover the Husker volleyball team in five NCAA Final Fours, and uh, and of course, your new book. Uh, uh, recounts how the volleyball uh, took hold at Nebraska through Pat Sullivan, uh, the team's first coach, which, by the way, Pat's going to join us here in a little bit. Uh, yep. and, uh, and, and of course, up to the modern day with John Cook, uh, who took over back in 2000. So uh, kind of walk us through, John, what, uh, what motivated you to write this book and, and uh, yeah, talk a little bit about it. Yeah, thanks, Dan. This is kind of it. <laughs> What's happening tonight? Yeah, exactly. Just, just an incredible story, and and to to see how it's grown uh, from Pat Sullivan's time to Terry Pettit's time to now John Cook's time, and it's just not just a great women's sports story. It's just a great sports story because there's nothing else like it. Um, you know, in terms of the following for uh, Nebraska volleyball, and now the fact that um, you know, we, they went from doing uh, fundraiser runs to raise money to $5 million NIL deals now is, is really incredible. But it was just something. My wife's a huge Husker volleyball fan, and we go to matches. And there was one night we were at a Wednesday night winter, cold winter night match in, uh, I think, 2019. And I thought it might be a a night where there wouldn't be a full house, you know, they were playing Northwestern and it was packed. There was, it was <laughs> standing room to the rafters and it was like an NCA final four match, but it was just a regular season match against Northwestern. And I was like, okay, somebody kind of needs to tell this whole story. And Terry Pettit's done some great books and John Cook's done a great book. I mean, it's been, some of it's been told, but I just wanted to kind of go back to, to the beginning before even even before title nine and tell the story yeah and that's what you do i think that's <clears throat> that's uh and, and obviously people are hungry uh for that story and it's it's not been told in that complete uh way before and you know i uh <clears throat> i grew up in and around lincoln but my family moved uh, to ogallala about junior high age and graduated oh, nice. from high school out there and uh, as you know because you report uh, on some of the yeah. origins of uh, of Husker volleyball and uh, Ogallala. There's an Ogallala chapter just for you, Dan. Yeah, exactly. I knew that, and uh, so yeah, that <laughs> that uh, some of the you know those small town Nebraska uh, stories of uh, people coming up and through the ranks and 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 dreaming about playing for for the Huskers and uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. No, it's been fun to get to know. Uh, some of these players and some of the great stories um, from from the beginning and whether it's 
Virginia Stare from Waco to all the great stars from Ogallala, your hometown, to, um, you know, like Janet Cruz from Blair. Um, so many great stories from small town Nebraska. And, and the reason I think the program has been so successful is because Terry Pettit um, and John Cook and um, Pat Sullivan before them have done such a great job of connecting with coaches around the state and programs around the state. Um, you know, tonight there's going to be probably 50 high school teams that bust in for this spectacular event tonight. That is just so cool to me. I saw your post on social media, John, about uh, one of those teams. And, you know, they traveled across the state. I forget where they were from. but uh, Perkins County. Yeah, yeah, way out in Grant. Yeah, Perkins County. Yeah, yeah. out by Ogallala. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Well, and, and again, I just observing uh, uh, the crowd downtown, I, you know, for, for the price of this ticket today, uh, there's a lot of people that maybe are sitting foot in Memorial Stadium uh, for the first time. Uh, and so yeah. I just think it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And, and to think that they used to play in the shadows of the football stadium over at the Coliseum, and they had a huge pep rally today that probably attracted more fans to the Coliseum than they had for their first five years of matches at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, just really remarkable. Yeah. Well, John, if you can hang on, we're going to take this quick little break. And uh, Pat Sullivan's on the line, going to join us when we come back, the very first uh, coach of the Huskers way back in the day. Awesome. And so I appreciate uh, you helping out with that, John. So we'll take this quick break and be back live from Memorial Stadium with John Mabry and Pat Sullivan after this quick break on 1499.3-K-L-I-N. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3-K-L-I-N. Hey, welcome back to the special Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show here on Volleyball Day in Nebraska. We're so excited that uh, you could take us along for your afternoon. Maybe you're at the stadium. Maybe you're getting ready to watch the Huskers uh, uh, in a little bit here. But we're we're thrilled to have John Mabry, the author of Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story, with us live from the stadium. And, uh, and I'm really delighted to introduce... Uh, Dr. Pat Sullivan, the Huskers' very first uh, volleyball coach back in 1974. Uh, Pat, welcome, uh, welcome back to Lincoln. Why, thank you, Dan. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I want to make sure that I, first of, first of all, congratulate John for getting his book off the map. And uh, there are lots of people who are interested in buying it. So I'm really happy for you, John, that you finished that book. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. You are such a big part of it. I really appreciate that. Well, well it, go ahead, Pat. Well, you know, John was just talking about uh, small towns in Nebraska and uh, where where the women who play on the team are, you know, are from, and so on. And what those in the early days, it was every kid's dream to be playing at uh, be playing at the university. If um, if you were from Nebraska, that's where you wanted to go to school. So many of the women who played on the 74, 75, 76 team uh, were from small towns in Nebraska. And before I go any further, I need to I need to make a big shout out to all the alumni who are back for this game and uh, and this event. And in particular, uh, all those women, from the 74 to 76 teams, um, they're very, very 
special group of people. That's really cool. Well, uh, we're so thrilled. And, and just for our listeners, uh, Pat, you were coached from, uh, uh, you also coached uh, uh, swimming, right, uh, here at the university. And you did a little bit of everything, it sounded like. And But your record is, if my uh, notes are, are, are accurate, 83 and 21 in two seasons. Uh, and um, so congratulations for, for setting the bar and uh, doing the work. But, John, tell me, Tell me how you tracked down Pat and some of the other. I mean, this had to have been a project that took you some time. It did, but it was all wonderful. And, and as Pat will share, she was, you know, she really coached three seasons, and there's still a lot of back and forth about why the 74 season isn't in the record books, but it was a great season, her first season. And, uh, you know, I had some help. I had uh, some great help in finding Pat. And, and uh, you know, um, for all the people that, maybe don't like Facebook. Facebook's also a great way to track folks down. So, um, <laughs> it's been wonderful to find Pat and Janice Kruger, who was part of those early days, and some of the uh, folks who were even before Pat's time. Yeah. Uh, um, well, that's, yeah, the stories. And, and Pat, I can't imagine. So I'm old enough to remember Mabel Lee Hall. And because uh, I went to university uh, as well, I, I wasn't, uh, I, I was a journalism student, so I wasn't an athlete. I sang in the oratorio chorus, though. So anyway, but I I didn't make it over to uh, any sporting uh, active activities. Uh, but 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 to imagine where we are today. 95,000 people filling Memorial Stadium, and you started the program playing at Mabel Lee Hall. That, is just, that just blows my mind. That's right. And if you had been there uh, as, a, as a spectator in Mabel Lee Hall in 1974 or 75 or so, uh, you might have been one of a handful of people there, Dan. So hmm. well, <laughs> you would have been this crowd. Yeah, well, I missed it by about a decade, but uh, but I still remember the Mabel Lee and and in uh, that space. And uh, well, well, uh, John, what are some of the stories that have really stuck out for you uh, as you've as you've put this book together? I mean, uh, and and as I understand, John, this is volume one, and you still have another volume in you. Is that true? It is true, and it was. Um it was um, a combination of factors that led me to kind of wrap it up with the 95 championship season. One of it was the publisher saying, Hey, can you just wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll work on, we're trying to get the other one done, but I think some of my favorite stories are, and Pat shared a lot of them about their late night travels and just because of their um, limited budget, trying to just get by, not being able to stay at, stay overnight and so at some of their tournaments because of the budget. Um, and you know some some sort of treacherous late night drives at winter time. Um, obviously, the fundraiser run they did from Lincoln to Omaha that Pat can talk about to raise some money for uniforms. I don't think they have to do that anymore, Pat. <laughs> yeah, Pat, tell that story. I mean, yeah, I mean, just imagine. I think it's hard for any of us to imagine uh, how far we have come. Uh, I mean, Title Nine was was brand new, right? I mean, that I assume was part of the motivation for the university to start you know, looking at women's sportings. That's right. In in 1972, when Title IX was passed, uh, I, I give credit to the university for uh, for having taken the reins and uh, stepping stepping it up and responding to the, the demands of Title IX and the kinds of things that, that women were entitled to do. 
And uh, and there were there were amazing things that happened right in the, from 1974 to 76. There were some really significant changes. But I know John likes uh, there. There are a couple of stories. I'll just go real quickly uh, because I can say I can remember um, uh, uh, rolling into Mabel Lee Hall at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, after having driven from the University of Minnesota, um, you know, overnight because then the reason we we got in so late was because we had won the tournament. So, and the, the longer you played, the longer you stayed in the, in the tournament, the more, the longer your drive was, the later you were going to get home. Sure. And so, you know, we had, there were some really treacherous drives and I, of course I was doing the driving and sometimes the players were doing the driving as wow. well. It was a really, really, some really scary times, yeah. but also I think they would tell you that these are some of the most meaningful years of their lives. So, all of that was all of that was really fun too, and yeah. uh, we did. Yes, we did have. We ran to Omaha, did a fundraiser so that we could have uniforms. <laughs> and, uh, well, yes, I don't. Uh, this was not sponsoring us then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, our, our time's about up here in this uh, segment, but I just want to thank you, Pat, for uh, taking the time. I mean, you uh, uh, you spent quite a bit of time at George Washington University back in D.C. and uh, co- head volleyball coach there, and, of course, uh, your experience here in, in Lincoln. We appreciate it very much. John, uh, enjoy the game. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I appreciate you coming on, and thanks for the work you've done to bring this, uh, uh, this uh, story to life. Well, Dan, thanks for having us. And Pat, you're a Hall of Famer, and uh, I sure appreciate everything you've done. So it's going to be a good it. night that you you help create. Very good. Well, folks, we're gonna we're gonna take this uh, news break and come back in the second half. And uh, but enjoy Nebraska volleyball day, uh, and we'll see you soon, uh, John and Pat. Appreciate it very much. We'll take this break here uh, and be back in a moment on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, that was fun. Man, uh, welcome back uh, to the Dan Parsons Show on Nebraska Volleyball Day. Uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. And uh, they're getting ready to uh, start that game here. Uh, not too long, uh, 7 o'clock. And, and stay tuned, because after we're done with the show here, uh, 6 o'clock, JB and the gang uh, uh, live from Memorial Stadium uh, do the pregame uh, at 6 o'clock. So hang on to, to listen to that. And, hey, if you have a story about Husker volleyball back in the day, if you remember Pat Sullivan back in the 70s at Mabel Lee Hall, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. Phone lines are open if you have a volleyball story to tell and chris lofgren from traffic uh you've got a volleyball story i do it's kind of fun and really fun to hear pat and john and congratulations to him on his book um back in the formative years uh as the volleyball team was beginning to grow and gain momentum and all that kind of stuff by the time i got there they were practicing in the old coliseum a lot of people remember the old coliseum sure and they had converted that into mostly uh, intramural sports activity by that time. So we, there were five or six uh, basketball courts and that kind of stuff. But Terry would also have his volleyball practices in the Coliseum. Oh, okay, because they played there. They did. Yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing was uh, I was on the Yale squad at the time, and we practiced on the big stage that was oh, sure. in that building. Sure. It was uh, also a performance center. 
Uh, and if people go way back, uh, when Nebraska won its first national football championship, that's where President oh. Nixon presented Nebraska yes. with its uh, that's right. national championship, and that was kind of cool, yeah, too. I do remember. But that's way back then. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in school then. I was a wee lad, uh, yeah. but I do, I do remember. Well, I was, I wasn't in at the university at the time, but yeah. old enough to remember that. Yeah. But we would uh, practice on the stage in the old Coliseum while the volleyball team is practicing on the floor, and periodically Terry would have to come over and say, "Hey, turn that music down." <laughs> <laughs> the girls were working on their routine or something, and we had the Husker music or something playing pretty loud. So we ended up drawing the huge curtains that were on that stage. Those were big curtains. And they were they were almost soundproof. Yeah. And uh created a barrier so we didn't interfere with the uh volleyball practice. Yeah. But we'd shoot, we'd get a few volleyballs up on the stage too every <laughs> once in a while. Some of those hot serves and things like that would come flying in. Well, that atmosphere uh for those games which, you know, was until just recently then they moved over to Devaney when they built, yep. you know, obviously PBA and the basketball team moved out of Devaney for uh, for playing. Uh that that atmosphere in the old Coliseum was just electric. And people and people were skeptical that we could duplicate that atmosphere moving into Devaney. Yeah. Yep. I actually got to uh substitute PA announcing for a couple of Husker volleyball games in the Coliseum, nice. which was kind of a fun little trip down memory lane I as bet. well. But uh, you're right. The intimacy that the Coliseum provided was you you thought you might lose some of that, but they did such a good job designing Devaney for a volleyball venue. It's unbelievable. What do you think it's going to be? And, and again, folks, if you'd like to chime in, 402-479-1400, call or text. We'd like to hear your volleyball stories. Maybe you're at the stadium getting ready to uh, uh, to watch uh, the next match. Uh, I assume the first match is probably over by now. Probably. Uh, and so maybe there's a break and people are uh, in the concession stands getting dinner. And uh, So, yeah, give us a call. Obviously, uh, uh, John's phone works, so there's apparently some uh, some. <laughs> Uh, uh, connectivity the, uh, connectivity yeah. there at the stadium they've improved that over the years but yeah give us a call if you've got a volleyball story but uh, i've got to reflect a little bit on on what dr pat sullivan was yeah. sharing in her early yeah, days please. and, and yeah. mabel e hall if anybody's uh familiar with mabel e hall they were just gyms they yeah. weren't gyms with bleachers no it's just and there was there was maybe 10 feet between the baseline on any of the four sides to stand and watch anything that was there. My my future wife was in the dance program, and they had dance recitals and things like that in Mabel E. Yep, Hall. I remember that. Yep. yep. And to think about going to watch a volleyball match in Mabel E. Hall, it would be akin to watching your kids at their uh, – at their Y game right. on some of these smaller venues that you go to and there's four or five different courts, but they've got them all netted off. And the parents are sit- sitting against the wall watching their kids play. That That's would be a amazing. similar kind of feel for the early days of Nebraska volleyball. It was just, hey, if you want to go, just show up kind of thing. And you might be, as Dr. Pat said, Maybe a, a dozen people <laughs> to watch a match. And who would have imagined mm-hmm. uh, filling Memorial Stadium that, tonight? That was a great comparison that you brought up. As you go from 
that yeah. Mabel Lee Hall yeah. to 95,000 people in Memorial Stadium. Unbelievable. Yep. Well, folks, if you get a chance to check out John Mabry's book, The Nebraska Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story, I encourage you to, it's, it's a coffee top, uh, coffee table uh, book, and so you can set it out and and uh, brag to your visitors that uh, uh, about Nebraska volleyball. And, uh, and John's a great journalist. Uh, John, of course, is now with the Food Bank and got a great career there. But his career as a journalist and, and editor uh, for the Lincoln Journal Star for many, many years. Um, yep. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, what a great project for him. Yeah. And knowing him, he's a digger. You know, he'll dig for... The details, yeah. and it's really fun yeah. to, to hear some of those. Yeah, well, for him to, because I told him, I said, well, you're going to be, you know, at the stadium. We hope we can get the connectivity, and we'll do this interview, and he was just thrilled to do it. And and I said, you know, can you find a former player, somebody, you know, stick a mic in, or stick your phone in their face? And and he said, I'll see what I can do. And he, I think he called me, I think it was just yesterday or a couple days ago. He said, well, I got Pat Sullivan. I said, the former coach? He said, yeah, she'll call in. I said, well, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, John. So there, there you go. There's an example of a good yep. journalist Absolutely. Uh, chasing down a source. Well, folks, if you've got a story about Husker volleyball, uh, maybe you're at the stadium getting ready to uh, watch the game. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. Talk or text. And, uh, you know, some of the other news, of course, it's going on in, uh, in the city uh, that I've, again, if you want to follow us along on the Twitter and the Facebook, we'd love to, we'd love to continue the conversation. But uh, uh, some pretty big news in the city here today and i gave a shout out uh, on my twitter page of uh, a good example of bipartisan cooperation uh, let's do more of this uh governor pillen and mayor lyrian and uh, uh so the governor and the mayor held, held a news conference earlier today uh and announcing that they've changed locations the the controversial uh, location uh, uh, that was chosen uh, by the state here in the city uh, that elicited a, a very loud cry of people uh, wanting to uh, uh, say that we don't want a prison in our backyards. Anyway, so they've changed directions, and uh, and now the, uh, the prison will be uh, located uh, north of the interstate, and uh, and so that was one of the original locations that the state was looking at, and uh, and so uh, the mayor and the and the governor got together and said, yeah, let's. Uh, I think we can uh, change uh, course and uh, and be able to do this differently. So anyway, that was big news today, uh, and the other big news today, and uh, uh, some of the uh, political. You know, sports is fun, but we're always worried about what's going on politically in the state. Uh, the Nebraska coalition uh, that's been circulating the petition uh, to uh, repeal a bill in the legislature, uh, they turned in 117,000 uh, signatures today um, to uh, uh, to overturn, uh, to put on the ballot uh, this uh, petition effort. And... Uh, uh, so that happened today, and uh, the uh, LB 753 is the bill that was passed, uh, which will take effect in uh, January. Uh, individuals and entities will be able to reduce uh, the bill, would uh, reduce your tax liability by making donations to scholarship funds that help students uh, attend private schools. And opponents of that law, which... Uh, um, 
uh, which is the subject of the uh, petition circulation, uh, which included the teachers' unions, uh, school board leaders, education policy organizations, um, uh, say the policy harms students and families and schools by diverting would-be public school funding to private and parochial schools that don't have to accept, accept every student. Uh, and so uh, while some... Uh, well, some anyway. So that will be uh, most likely. It ha- those signatures have to be valid, uh, validated, uh, but they certainly have more than enough. Uh, apparently, appears to have more than enough. Uh, approximately ten percent of registered voters. So they needed a hundred and twenty-two thousand, uh, and they turned in uh, about a hundred and uh, what was the number? One hundred and seventy. Uh, 117 excuse me so they appear to have enough to put that issue on the ballot so anyway we'll be keeping track of that more uh as we go closer to uh the election uh later uh, next year uh and so anyway let's take this quick break we'll come back and finish up here before we send you out to memorial stadium and the volleyball game here on 1499.3 klin Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Oh boy, howdy! What a great time uh, talking to uh, about Husker volleyball uh, with John Mabry, uh, author of the new book, uh, the Nebraska Volleyball Story: The Origin, and uh, Pat Sullivan of uh, the very first uh, Husker coach of of the volleyball team before. And, and there was apparently some dispute about uh, her official uh, record because it was before they even recognized that it was a sport. And uh, so anyway, my thanks to uh, Dr. Pat Sullivan. Uh, uh, she went on to coach uh, volleyball at uh, George Washington, George Washington University in Washington, DC. And uh, she ended up getting a doctorate in education. And so uh, a trip down memory lane because she was a coach back in the seventies and, and uh, so thanks to John Mabry for uh, giving us that live report from uh, from the stadium. And uh, so, yeah, just a few more minutes uh, before uh, pregame starts. So keep your channel tuned right here, folks. And, and the game, uh, uh, I almost said kicks off. The game uh, starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, thanks to Scott for the text. Uh, uh, Scott tells us in a text message that um, uh, he worked for the University Campus Re- Recreation back in the 80s. And and it was his job to check uh, IDs of students and faculty using the facilities. And he, he tells a story about uh, Coach Cook, uh, would, would have probably been before he was head coach, uh, coming in. And he didn't recognize him, knew who he was, and was checking his ID. So that's a funny story, Scott. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got a volleyball story uh, or if you've got an opinion on the, uh, on the prison being moved to a different location here in the city, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400 talk or text uh, we appreciate it very much uh, but yeah just kind of bouncing back and forth between uh, uh, Husker volleyball and the um, uh, the uh, big news of the uh, prison being uh, location being changed uh, you know people responded and I just I like I said I gave a shout out uh, on my Twitter page to the mayor and the governor here's a great example of uh, two people in political office from two different political parties 
uh, being able to work together and find a solution. And uh, so I, I compliment both of them for doing that. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they seem to, uh, as, as the mayor said, was quoted in uh, this Nebraska Examiner story, we believe we both win. Uh, she said, of the state and the city. Uh, she added that she hoped uh, the decision would lead to future cooperation between the two entities. So good for you, Mayor. Good for you, Governor, for uh, recognizing that, uh, yeah, we can get together and solve problems and, and put a, put aside our political differences. And uh, Because, yeah, boy, people spoke pretty uh, resoundingly. Uh, I know Lincoln City Council member James Michael Bowers, uh, who represents Northeast Lincoln, uh, said that he was grateful uh, uh, that the desires of his constituents, who had urged the change of sites, had been heard. Um, but there's still questions, obviously, uh, about this location and uh, the impact uh, here in the city. Uh, but the, the governor said that one of the reasons they chose uh, a, a site near Lincoln was... Uh, you know, these prisoners uh, are from families uh, uh, all over the state, and, and, and so we want to make it somewhat convenient uh, uh, to, uh, for those family members to visit uh, uh, inmates. And, the, and obviously the other big reason that, uh, to put the prison in a location uh, near a metropolitan area like Lincoln is they need workers. And uh, so, you know, uh, that's been part of the problem with uh, the prison down in Tecumseh uh, that's been down there for several decades now. It's, it's tough to get enough workers in Tecumseh because there's not a population base uh, to draw from. So, uh, but again, I, I think it's uh, worth noting uh, that the mayor and the governor got together and came up with a compromise because uh, this new location will be located uh, more of an industrial area of the city. Uh, that that is not planned for uh, residential, because uh, that, that was the beef of this location, is uh, it was uh, proposed, uh, the governor originally proposed uh, this site, um, again, outside the city limits, but in the path of more residential uh, housing. And so, um, so anyway, uh, good for the governor and the mayor for coming together on that. Uh, and, and one more little uh, uh, story uh, that I found amusing that I posted on my uh, uh, the Dan Parsons uh, Twitter page. Um, and this is from news, our friends at News Channel Nebraska. Uh, Norfolk, here's the headline. Norfolk police pull over man with bull, bull, B-U-L-L, riding shotgun. <laughs> Uh, around 10 at uh, Norfolk around 10 a.m. Norfolk Police Division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound on 275 with a Watusi bull in his passenger seat. Holy cow! <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, <laughs> the officers received a call re- referencing a, dr- a car driving into town that had a cow in it. <laughs> uh, uh, the police captain uh, said they thought it was going to be so when they. Uh, when the police responded to this call, uh, they thought it was maybe going to be a calf or some kind of a small something that would actually fit inside a vehicle. You got to see this picture. Uh, it's up on my. See, that's how I get people to to my Twitter page. Hopefully, you'll you'll see it. Um, and 
Uh, I'm sorry, Johnny, it, it went away. I'll, I'll bring it back. Uh, the occupant of the vehicle was identified as Lee Meyer of Neely. Uh, the Watusi Bull's name, the bull even has a name. The Watusi Bull's name uh, was Howdy Doody. <laughs> Lee was immediately pulled over by Norfolk police as they performed a routine traffic stop. <clears throat> Quote, the officer wrote him some warnings. Uh, the story says they were some uh, citable issues with that situation. The officer chose to write him a warning and ask him to take the animal back home and leave the city. Uh, Meyer and Howdy Doody are on their way back home, and no one was hurt. Uh, that story up on News Channel Nebraska, but you can also find it on the Dan Parsons uh, page. Here it is, Johnny. Uh, come take a peek at this. There you go. <laughs> Okay. No, we've had enough fun. Uh, uh, so, you know, the, here's the good news and the bad news. The good news is Husker football is tomorrow, kids, after this epic volleyball game today. The bad news is I won't be here. Uh, so we'll see you Friday with Chef Kevin Shin and the Friday Afternoon Club, and we'll see what Chef Kevin's cooking up and serving to us. So, uh, hey, thanks for this fun time uh, today. Thanks for John Mabry. Uh, thanks for Dr. Uh, Pat Sullivan for joining us and enjoy the volleyball game. We'll see you back here on Friday. Uh, now go do good things and go big red on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN.